The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and tonight we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw from March 13th, 2017. Of course, as always, we have Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary and the main attraction himself, the main event, Matt Morgan. How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you, Glenn? How are you, Raj? Doing good, man. How about yourself? Good, good. Tired. Okay. Hang it in there. Yeah. 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 So what'd you think of tonight's Raw, Matt? A little, uh, all, all, all over the place. Um, some stuff was really good. Some stuff was not bad. I, I just could have, I, I would have fast forwarded if I had the choice. Yeah. Yeah, That's oh, to have exactly that option. To have that option while watching while watching live. Um, so tonight's Raw was in Detroit, Michigan, uh, at the Joe Louis Arena. The last Raw to be held there. They're building a new complex that's going to be open by the time WWE's back through uh, Detroit. And uh, we started with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman coming out, uh, cutting a promo, just basically building up the match with Goldberg. Uh, what did you make of this, Matt? I mean, I thought Lesnar looked happier. I mean, he was smiling in the ring, the most he has in quite some time. Um, I'm sure he's having fun. He's working limited dates. What a great gig if you can get it, right? Getting paid out, out of the yin-yang to do so. What's not to be happy about? Um, no, uh, I don't know. I just, there's only so much they can do. You know, there's only so much build these two can do. And, um, you know, they're not both, they're, they're not exactly verbal assassins on the mic, either one of them. Um, Paul has to do all of the legwork. It, it, and it, it gets old to me. It just does. I hate to say it because Brock's a friend and he's a guy I find entertaining usually once the bell sounds, you know. But uh, I got to be honest, I was kind of bored with it. Yeah, I felt like I felt it more tonight for some reason than other weeks where I just felt like this is just so redundant with Heyman delivering the promo and, and Lesnar just standing there. And they've been doing it for years, but mm-hmm. I don't know why tonight it just really hit me like a, it's just been done to death. Maybe because we're so close to WrestleMania, you know, I don't know. I just expect more. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Lesnar has to say a lot to mm. to be effective. You know, we saw it with Heath Slater that one time where he said he doesn't give a shit about his kids. I mean, he can be gold with just a line here or there, but uh, mm. it's just gotten stale otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird tonight. And it, it, this, to me, shows the limitation. If Goldberg, you know, he's, a, he's our universal champ right now, and he's not there. Seems so strange. Well, yeah, but it's probably for the best because you can't. I mean, how many weeks are you going to do the same thing if they're not getting yeah. in the ring? You know, what? Why do you, I mean? You don't still think that they have like the title being in this match is better than it being in uh, Jericho versus KO's match, right? Me? Yeah. Um, I do. I actually do. Yeah. Uh, so just because it's King Kong versus Godzilla first versus for the title, or no, because they're pushing it as the most important match on the show, and I'd I'd hate to see them push the Universal Championship match as an undercard match. So just just for that reason, I think it makes Owens and Jericho look almost worse if it's for the title and it's like farther down the card as opposed to the main event. So isn't that the point? Again, I've been saying this for years. This is what companies don't do. They let the two uh, more established stars that are coming back, the veterans, the big stars, the rock, guys like that, 
they let them come in and work that main event over the champion, over the whoever the champ, you know, the championship holder is. And that's been a big no-no of mine from day one. I don't care who has the title. If the janitor has the title, guess what? That's an automatic main event match. He goes on last. I don't care who it is. And if they had just done that, you know, I guess you can't put the genie back in the bottle, though, because they don't do that. Right. And I, I agree 100%. I mean, if they mix these top guys around, like if it was like Goldberg and, and Reigns or someone and, and Lesnar and Strowman, so mm-hmm. it's not like the part-timers wrestle part-timers and they're treated like the big stars and those are the big matches. But you mix them with the younger guys and, and have the younger guys going over, I think that would be great. But, but they just never do that. And you, you just have, have this happen every year. And whoever the title holder is goes on last. That's what I agree. That's what it should be. <clears throat> yeah. Well, only three weeks from tonight. Hopefully, we'll see some uh, some movement, something different, right? We're off to mania. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I do think even with Jericho and uh, Owens, though, there is a level of star power that's not quite there for like a, a the last match at WrestleMania. And that's not their fault. That's writers that's that's the perception versus reality thing that wwe has already put out there that these guys are good they're important but they're just not as important as goldberg versus brock and 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 that's their fault for doing that and if they put if they made it mean more that somebody wins the championship this wouldn't be an issue it would be i don't care what kevin owens looks like he's the universal champion that automatically means he's up there with those guys but there is none of that none of us take that as a real perception right Mm-hmm. Right, and, it's, and it should be that way, but it's not, and it's their fault for be, being doing that for years. Yeah, yeah. I think Vince just at this point, he's like, you know what? That's a future problem for people that aren't me. This could be my last mania. I'm doing it my way. <laughs> He'll be around. Yeah, <laughs> but I like uh... that he has that attitude. He doesn't care. You know, he's just doing doing what works for Vince. Um, so we went from that to uh, setting up this storyline that ran throughout the evening of Stephanie telling Mickey had to fire someone uh tonight speculation online about who it could be but i think everyone figured out that this was the beginning of the end of uh of fully uh leaving uh, raw as the general manager and uh yeah we saw that develop up to that last segment which we'll talk about in depth later so want to talk about this match sasha banks versus dana brooke i mean correct me if i'm wrong but this is the first time dana's actually wrestled a match in quite some time right she's had those little appearances but this is her first time in the ring in a while yeah now, it was a short match. I mean, Sasha won uh, handily, but we saw from there the storyline they should have done six months ago. Dana and Charlotte, the breakup. Uh, are either of you excited to see this story progress a little bit as we head towards Mania and perhaps beyond? Mm, no. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Dana's got her limitations in the ring. She hasn't really gotten better. Uh, I like her as a personality, I, but um, she's just not there, so and not really. She's still but over, maybe she's she over, could do something with Emma. Yeah. She still overdoes it with her facial and her reactions and her body language. She 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 uh tipped her hat that she tipped her hand that she was gonna go off on Charlotte about three or four sentences before she should have. With her yeah. with her with her <laughs> weird you know, five, the podcast, five, everyone, you got to tune it, watch the video on YouTube to see the facial expressions Matt Morgan just did. I'll do it in slow motion. <laughs> and, and it's like, you're, you're totally, we know what you're going to do. Like we we know she's digging into you. So we're hoping that you're going to do something in return and retaliation, but she gave it away and, and it's because she overacts. She's not reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very theatrical. 
Um, but I think to that end, I mean, so she, the crowd was chanting for her, which I thought was nice. Yeah. I think bad booking will get you some sympathy, you know, it'll help <laughs> get you over with the smart crowd. Um, so let me ask you this, Matt. So we've talked about before what it's like if you're not on TV each week or if you're on TV in segments, but you're not wrestling. Is it hard to improve your in-ring skills if you're not getting those opportunities on television? It can be, but that's your job. That's your livelihood. Um, so you better go. I know, I know Dana lives here. She lives in Tampa. There's no reason she can't go down to the facility or in Orlando. Actually, in Orlando, I believe she lives. There's no reason she can't go down there and work out there in the ring. I got. I used to get. I used to ask them to purposely fly me back to Louisville, even though I graduated and I was done there and I was on SmackDown full time. Um, I want. I know I needed to get better. I needed more ring time, so I'd go on my three days off and I'd stay in Louisville. I wouldn't even see my family, my my wife, but oh, I knew well. I needed to get better. And others do the same thing. Yeah. Huh. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe she'll get a little bit of a push now. Maybe something with Emma, if and when Emma comes back. Love that Grave. I mean, we don't even talk about need to talk about the promo, but I love that Graves called it out tonight with the again. They're doing this again. Yeah. You know, just lampshading it completely, which was a nice move. Um, I think they did that last week too. Yeah. 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 It was good. Yeah. yeah, it's becoming the, like the Simpsons and the rake gag. You know, it's like doing it twice as funny, doing it 20 times is even funnier. Just keep it going. Um, so after family that, guy, family guy and the chicken. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, just when it never, never ends. Yeah. Um, so after that, we had TJ Perkins and Akira Tozawa versus Brian Kendrick and Tony Nese. Um, yeah, what's what's there to say about this? I mean, how did you think this compared, Matt? Uh, specifically, did was or was it just completely overshadowed I, by what we see later? I, I love the way it started. I thought it was different. Um, I thought the heels did a great job of getting steam. Um, both very aggressive in their heat. But I'm talking about mechanics here. We're, we're, we're supposed to be talking about entertaining and entertainment here, right? So it was another one of those slided in the show here match for the cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah. it's part of the format. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy, you know. Uh, Dennis Farrow has been a guest now on the SmackDown edition. He tweeted out a photo from there again of the setup for the cruiserweight when they were changing the ropes out. You know, for main event before the show, they did a cruiserweight match. They changed the ropes back for that opening promo and the Sasha uh, Dana match, and then they changed them again for the cruiserweights. I mean, it's just cool. from a production point of view, man. I just the I audience think- just completely loses steam. It's not going to keep happening. Trust me. When it comes time for them to start cutting corners, which they all, even though they make billions of dollars a year, that will be a corner that gets cut somehow. It's not just that. It's a, like how much it limits them on time because they yeah, got to take money. all that time before yep. for all that crap in. Yeah. I mean, that's more time they could have spent putting over the Jetsons movie. I mean, you know, valuable <laughs> airtime. Uh, watched all of that the other night, by the way. I'm sure Wednesday I'll end up uh, spending some time talking about that, time permitting. Um, okay, so after that, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn and Chris Jericho, the match we all said last week that we wanted to see, the tag match. Um, Matt, did it live up to your expectations on paper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this was the one. This is the, the match that, okay, I'm not fast-forwarding. This is the match I'm excited to see. And you knew they were going to crush it and they did that was a very good match yeah i'm surprised this wasn't the main event but given what the last segment was i understand why they didn't save it yeah um and again i just jericho i thought you know i i feel like he should be more angry with owens like he just feels he's kind of like smiling and you know he after he was just viciously attacked this the, you've been building this angle for a while and they did go at it when they were finally in the ring but other than that, I just feel like he, 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 there's a level of intensity that's missing on Jericho's side that should be there. But, but um, 
you know, it, it, you could tell Jericho really wants to put Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens over, and uh, you know, he's he's being the fall guy for him. So I thought that was great. Yep. A lot of DQs tonight. So Zayn and Jericho won that match by DQ. Of course, we had some other matches that ended the same way. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's just to sort of preserve the we're not going to tell you who can really win in a fight like this till WrestleMania. Give you a reason. There's, there's, there's multiple reasons. And Nia Jax, one is pretty evident as to why they mm-hmm. she was DQs to protect her, her and her size, her her gimmick, you know, that she's this, you know, dominating force. That's one reason. The other reason is because they're doing the 50-50 booking crap and they, yeah. caught them, they booked themselves into a corner here where they didn't know which way to go and who, you know, who, who they still think that that's what's so counterproductive about this, this way of uh, thinking and booking, because think about it. They constantly tell us week after week, it doesn't matter who wins and loses because next week you're going to forget all about it. Well, then that's the case. What's the point for the DQ as far as you trying to protect somebody? Right. And then just look at how they booked Braun Strowman, which worked. So obviously, you know, wins and losses, losses, they know it matters. They just say that it doesn't. Um, I was going to say, we all think it does. I know I do. Absolutely. And they could, you know, maybe they just didn't want to beat Sammy again this week because they could have easily beaten him in this match since he's, you know, he doesn't have any real WrestleMania plans. Another reason is the guy's a rule breaker, doesn't give a crap about the match, and and it makes him look crazier, tougher, stronger, whatever, whatever you want to call it, deadlier. You know, yeah. like Brock Brock Lesnar in a DQ match versus like, like in a match versus like Brian Kendrick, for instance. That's a great example of okay, he doesn't have to pin him to win. He can get DQ'd in five seconds, but power bomb him thirty nine times to Sunday, and get the point over. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So after that, bunch of segments backstage, setting up stuff with Nia and Bailey, teasing Roman, addressing the Undertaker. Got fully getting uh, the match set for tonight uh, with Jinder Mahal against Roman. And uh, then we had the New Day segment backstage <laughs> with uh, the big show talking about the Jetsons movie. Titus interrupts, setting up that match for later. Yeah, but then, as, as, soon, as soon as Titus came in, I was about to change the channel. <laughs> I was like, really? As They're going back. All, as soon as all four of them were on the, 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 the channel when they came back, I, I was ready to turn the channel. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but there was a big story out of this. Uh, looks like what? Big Show versus Shaquille is canceled because uh, oh, Big Show's in the Battle Royal. You don't think they'll just won't do it in the Battle Royal? Have Big Show and Shaq? No, they did. Well, they did it last year in yeah. the Battle Royal. Um, but no, I think they would have done the one-on-one match. That's what they had been pushing. Yeah. That's what they've been building. I mean, they did the the promos between the two. So, um, so yeah, that that match is off. Which, you know, I don't know. I feel bad for the big show because he has been there for so long. This is his last WrestleMania under his current deal. Um, and he, he's saying he's probably not, you know, who knows where his career is going, but this is the end of his career. He was thinking this is going to be his last WrestleMania match. So, um, you know, I feel kind of bad that his last WrestleMania match is in the Battle Royal. He'll be taken care of financially, though. He'll get, he'll get paid like he did wrestle Shaq, mark my words. Yeah. Vince always takes care of the guys like that. Yeah, I mean, and show still looks really good. I mean, he doesn't look like he's uh, you know, yeah. near the end as some guys do. Yeah, I don't see why they didn't do just a, a, a gimmick match with Braun since they've got nothing for him and have Braun retire Big Show or, or something like that. Braun still got nothing for Mania? Nope. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so this tonight set up exactly what we said was going to happen. The number one contenders match, Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Um, yeah, match ended with Callis and Anderson interfering. So now, uh, instead of determining a number one contender, it's going to be a, uh, yeah, three-way match for the title at Mania. 
I wish they could come up with more creative ways to set up three ways. They always do the draw, you know, where the two people are wrestling to to face the champ, and and then you know they have a draw, double that count out, and and then it turns into a three way. So I mean, we we call this on Twitter before it happened. I think most people could see this coming. What did you think of the match itself, Matt? Tonight, I, I got nothing. I didn't like. I mean, redundant. Yeah. It's so redundant. Got to get something new in the tag division. Just anything, or or I mean, or just start putting the tag matches on main event. You know, I mean, I would have fast just... forwarded the crap out of this match if I could. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this was a surprise that we did get get Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns. Um. Yeah. I mean. I really thought they were going to use that Undertaker distraction to maybe let Jinder get a pin. And then I remembered that there's no way in hell that's happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jinder's looking good. You know, it's it was nice to see him get something a little more high profile than usual. Here's an opportunity where I wish he would have taken that. that Was it the turban? His turban off. Is that what it's called, yeah. turban? I wish yeah. he would have taken that off of this. And I know that he's written to be this character. But like here was an opportunity to they always say grab that brass ring you know you got to take chances with your character that would have been a good opportunity for him to be like you know i'm ditching this as soon as they went live take that thing off he's already in the ring stop when they come out for commercial breaks stop making a goofy face you know you're shredded you look like an athlete you look like a thoroughbred you don't got to wear all that crap you know you don't got to be a this stupid stereotypical character and, and what do we what do we talk about now when we talk about gender how great he looks. Yeah, his, his how ripped he is. So why not use that as your gimmick? Get rid of the the stereotypical stuff and and you know, change your gimmick up to where, you know, how ripped you are is is part of it. I'll bet they don't even like it. I bet you they think there's so stuff in the '80s that is somehow affect. You know what I mean? That is too distracting from the stereotype character <laughs> that they want us to perceive him as. Right. That's probably it's true. Ridiculous, man. It's 2017. He's an athlete. Looks like an athlete. Looks tremendous. I mean, I could see he looks like an ass kicker to me. He doesn't look like he can't take it to Roman. Not at all. Right. Well, it's interesting because he's the only one that's really doing like the vein thing, right? I mean, which gives it that comic book movie extra physique. Did you just level. say doing the vein thing? The vein There's thing. no such thing as the vein thing. No, isn't there? Okay, so I read this. You mean like looking veiny? No, no, no. What Hugh Jackman does, like when they do the photo shoot for Wolverine, it's mm. a, what is it? Something like you don't eat for 24 hours, you get dehydrated, then you have like a bag of chips. And it makes your veins really pop, so you get that va- vascular look. Sugar, you take sugar in generally. Yeah. Sodium will make you hold water. You don't want sodium. Sugar, yeah. but everybody, it's just bottom line is he, he's not doing that just for that. He's doing that week in and week out and looks yeah. tremendous. He, that just means his body fat is super low right now. Mm-hmm. He's got, which is really impressive to be wrestling like that. It's very hard on the body. It's twice as hard on the body as it is for anyone else in that roster. Just for the record. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, what I mean by the vein thing is that I mean he's really taking it up a notch to where I could see where it almost makes. But it's not some crash diet. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something that takes months and. Gotcha, um, but no, I mean he looks fantastic, and I think that that alone should uh, give him a little more of a push within the company. I mean, because no one else is taking yeah. it to that level. Yeah. <laughs> You obviously didn't see your boy on TV yet, but you'll, you'll see Matt, me. Matt, I see you on Instagram, and I'm just like, God, like you would make no, people uncomfortable late. in the too WWE. Late. No, too late. Matt, you're not enough because guy. you haven't been on TV yet. You still got, yeah. you still got a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it kayfabe, man. What? Matt's returning? How can that happen? It hasn't happened yet. Um, no, man. Uh, but so yeah, so uh, Roman did end up winning because yeah. Roman wins Doctor. everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, 
and that's what it is. He should win. He's fighting the he's wrestling the Undertaker yeah. at WrestleMania. He shouldn't be losing. He shouldn't be, I mean he should beat Braun Strowman next week. He beats everyone. I mean, it's just kind of like that's the, yeah, I think but the problem. Yeah, that's your top guys should be I mean yeah. their top guys should not be doing 50-50 or losing a lot of their matches. Yeah. Imagine if the Undertaker was losing all the time when he was coming up. Or the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, or Hulk Hogan, or The Rock, or Steve Austin. And The Rock actually kind of did, but that was more politics. Yeah. But that's not how you push a top guy. You don't have them lose all the time. Yeah, so after eight that... Time. Eight times. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> eight times. So Roman took the mic, uh, talked about he's not playing around, called out The Undertaker, and instead we get HBK, mm-hmm. who comes out to just talk about how, you know, Taker's gotten in Reigns' head and to, to be wary of uh, facing him. And, how, uh, how hilarious would it have been if he was plugging Gavin Stone on DVD? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. I feel like HBK shows up so much. Do you guys think he's showing up so much is almost not special? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's... I thought for a moment, I was like, he should be just the new GM at this point. If Foley's on his way out, I mean, HBK is there all the time, it seems like. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just didn't really seem to serve much purpose. Why is he mentoring Roman Reigns all of a sudden? Like, why is he giving Roman Reigns advice? Why does he care? Um, so it's just like a way to get him on TV and they can figure out what to do. Yeah. But I will say this. Roman Reigns was definitely very heelish in this promo. Yeah. And... uh I don't, he's you know after wrestlemania he's booked in matches with braun Strowman. so unless they're turning Strowman face and reigns heel uh, he's still staying baby face but he definitely seemed uh seemed like he was comfortable being heelish out there mm-hmm. i thought it was weird that he was calling out that he's going to be the guy that retires taker i mean i don't know that was an interesting line yeah i think we're all expecting it but it's just weird for him to say it like that Makes me think maybe something else will happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, if it's Undertaker's last match, last Mania, it makes sense for Reigns to go over. Uh, I know Jim Ross, uh, I was talking with him last week, and that, part of that's up on the site. And he was like, man, if, if this is the Undertaker's last WrestleMania, they should be advertising the hell out of that, like really making it a big point that this is his last WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, see what happens in uh, less than three weeks to that end. Um, so when he was uh, making his way out, Braun Strowman came out and just hit him hard, knocked him uh, back on the ramp off into that little alley between uh, the ramp and the barricade there. So it seems like they're setting up, you know, like you were saying, Raj, if that's going to be the match going forward post-Mania, is going to be Braun and uh, Reigns for Wait, a didn't they, didn't they announce, they announced Roman versus Braun for next week? Yeah, we're going to have a rematch between them. What do you um, think? What do you think, Matt? Who do you do you think uh, Rain should go over again, or just do a non-finish? Well, you, like you said earlier, if he's go, it will it will be a non-finish. Mark my words. If it's Inverse Inverse Braun, it will be a non-finish. But it's like you said earlier, if he's their top guy and they're trying to get him to go over his Taker, make it be believable he could beat Taker. He can't be losing now. He can't. But again, it's just the guy I don't care about at all. If you notice, I haven't said anything in this entire conversation because <laughs> I don't give a crap about it. Not personal. It's not his fault, you know. It's just the same thing. I feel like I'm saying week after week, or you're saying the same thing. Glenn's saying the same thing, you know. We try. I try. I assure you, fans. We try to think of different things to say, but you really can't because they have put us in. They put us all as fans in this corner where everything's incredibly predictable when it comes to him. 
wasn't that what a lot of people have said about uh, with Roman that if you really disapprove as a crowd, say nothing, don't boo, just be stone cold silent, don't even give the reaction at that point. Because I think yeah. that by talking about it, you're you're saying that it makes you feel something, and that's you know ultimately them winning. So by the way, I, I, I'll always say this: that's a rationalization. Nobody ever says that, and I don't know why they don't call them on it. That's a rationalization when people don't want to admit that John Cena is legit being hated. You know, they're like, oh, well, he's at least eliciting a reaction. And as long as there's a reaction, that's good. No, you're selling tickets <laughs> as John Cena as your good guy. Let's be very clear about this. Not as your bad guy, not as your in-between guy, but as your good guy. So so don't tell me that, oh, as long as he's getting a reaction. Like, people say that when it fits. WWE says that when it fits the whatever the word is. Because I assure you, if I was out there doing my stuttering character and <laughs> I was supposed to be a babyface and I was being booed, it wouldn't be doing the same thing. I'd come back and I'd be told, why don't you get any, you know, why aren't you, why are they booing you? What the hell's that about? Why aren't you doing your job as a babyface? You're too big. You can't sell. And uh, you're not getting enough sympathy out there. So it's just not working out or whatever they would say. So it is, it's a rationalization with Roman Reigns and John Cena. Yeah. And you'll, you'll hear Triple H also say a lot like, well, babyfaces today, they're not going to get a hundred percent cheered. Uh, you know, like the fans today, they half boom and half cheer them. But that's sure. not true either because Daniel Bryan was universally cheered when he was out there. Um, you know, CM Punk. So you get the right guy and, you know, if they, have they, if they connect. Here's what happens. And it's harder for a bigger guy. Um, you're going to have guys that are that are that are a little bit younger than us that are there with their family. They see a big jack guy comes out and, they don't. you know, naturally they're going to be jealous. Say what you will. There's going to be a little bit of resentment toward that guy. There's a big, good-looking guy. He's making a ton of money. All these women are throwing themselves at him. They're getting cheers. Jeez, what's not to like about this dude's life? You know what? Boo, screw you. Just because they're they're not happy with themselves and they're jealous. There is a level of that. I've sensed it my entire career as a baby face. Um, but ultimately, I think Hunter's right with that to a degree. Um, it's easier to boo someone than it is to cheer someone. It just it, it is it is um especially nowadays when we're a very very negative uh society as a whole you know but i just still think with the john cena and roman reigns things they're really shoehorning that rationalization home a little too much yeah um so one thing that people genuinely seemed excited for tonight was austin aries back in the ring against yeah. uh ari davari and uh yeah what'd you think of that match man I, I, I want I want Austin wrestling big match bigger matches. I want him, you know, against no I don't want to say normal guys, but non cruiserweights. I want him doing his thing. Um, he did his thing tonight, but I just thought, you know, uh, perception is reality. I always keep saying that, right? And Arya is a friend. I think the world of him. But you know, Austin Aries' his first match. In, if they're gonna have something big, he should be doing something against somebody big. And going into Mania versus what's the name, King of the Cruiserweights. That's going to be an exciting match. I still think Aries is, a, Aries is above that. I do. I, yeah, I kind of agree with that, too. Especially, you see how the fans react to him, and they react to him like more than other guys on the main roster, much less the cruiserweight. So he's a star. Be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. I think it's, it's giving him a ceiling by keeping him with the cruiserweights. And, but I, there are arguments that he elevates the division by uh, – being in there. But yeah, there's not that many guys that I think can go toe to toe with him and really put on a great show. Um, okay. So after that big show versus Titus O'Neil, what really needs to be said about this match? I went to the bathroom. That's what needs to be said. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's in and of itself. Enough commentary. Um, so after that, Big Show sure got the win. Yeah, Big Show sure did get the <laughs> win. Uh, oh, if Titus had won that, uh, well, wonder what alternate universe we were living in. Um, okay, so after that, we got the tease for next week. Uh, that Jericho is gonna be doing a uh, highlight reel next mm-hmm. week on Kevin Owens. That should be interesting. Build yeah. the story a little bit more. Um, but then we had Bailey versus Nia Jax. I mean, I thought this was interesting that ended in DQ. They made it out so much like, oh, what's Bailey going to do against Nia Jax? When, you know, on Twitter, people were saying, well, Bailey beat Nia Jax in NXT. But of course, we don't really reference NXT because then they can't repeat the same storylines again if they uh, did that. But what did you think of the match up to up to the DQ finish, man? The most important part of that match was that finish where Nia Jax should have had it in fifth gear with the shoulder blocks in the corner. The um, what else was she doing to her in the tree of woe when she had her and she did mm-hmm. the, she did like a half ass knee lift. She hardly got her foot off the ground. Hardly need her. When when you're about to be DQ'd and that's the finish, you've got to. I don't care how gas or blowed up you are, you've got to crank it up big time and make it look like you're this freaking relentless pit bull that is being you know pulled off this you know this this car tire by its owner. I a la the referee. You know, and that is not what that what that visual was. It was a blowed up, heavy set woman wearing a Power Ranger outfit, um, gas to the gills to a degree, and, and not and not intense whatsoever in her delivery to get DQ'd. If I was, a, I'm going. Why is he DQing her? She's taking her sweet ass time in between these moves. You know, like yeah. I know there's supposed to be a five count, but in every other match they give them that five count, and the referee will get in and stop it on his own accord. Um, because the intensity isn't that high, and that intensity wasn't high. It didn't need to happen, and it was. It looked like crap. Yeah, it seemed it. it, it they they were reaching for that finish. Um, so I, I guess this means Nia is probably getting added to that WrestleMania match. She mm-hmm. was she was in there to begin with, but last week they, mm-hmm. they announced a uh, three way. But uh, yeah, obviously it looks like she's headed for that match. So um, so there you go. Nia's on the WrestleMania card. So if you've been hearing us talk about this and saying, oh, man, this Raw sounds pretty mixed, maybe kind of a little blah, wait till we get to that last segment, which we're going to in a moment after we thank the sponsor of this episode, DDP Yoga. Heard us talk about Chris Jericho before. Chris Jericho has said he is in the best shape of his career. And who does he credit for it? DDP Yoga, DDPY. has changed countless lives. Guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Mick Foley, Goldust. And if you've been thinking about getting started with it, we've got a deal for you right now. You can get three months of full access to the DDP, oh, pardon me. You can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, and that includes three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're digital only, you can just get the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. Also have a deal where you can get a max or a combo pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. March is almost over, folks. If you've been on the fence and thinking about starting DDPY, now is the time to get on board. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating. Get started now. And we congratulate Diamond Dallas Page as being part of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2017. That's DDP Yoga. And just look, take a look at McFoley. Look at him tonight and just, you know, the, the, how how much weight that dude has lost over the last couple of years. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really incredible just seeing these transformations. And, you know, I see it all the time. I see it on Reddit. I see it on Twitter people talking about it. I mean, this is no joke. You know, it's if you do the work and you follow the system, it's very, very easy uh, and attainable to get in shape, improve your flexibility and improve your body. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this last segment. Mick Foley comes out, said he's thought, you know, to Stephanie, hey, I've thought about who to fire and it's you. You are the one who is ruining Monday Night Raw. 
crowd definitely seemed on his side uh, in all of that. Uh, Triple H comes out to defend Stephanie, gets into it with Mick, is threatening, you know, uh, the the livelihood of Mick's children, both his daughter Noelle, who I guess in kayfabe still wants to be a WWE wrestler, even though the holy foley made it seem like maybe that's not happening. Um, but his son Dewey, who is working for uh, WWE in Stanford, and uh, yeah, Triple H threatening that Mick bust out with uh you know sock right in triple h's mouth and uh then after this back and forth mick gets beat down out comes seth rollins to the rescue with a crutch coming out there and uh at first really selling the injury but then looking like he's doing a lot better with that knee than a lot of us predicted triple h taking some shots at the knee and ending the show setting them up for that showdown at mania so we'll talk about what's real versus what's, you know, not as far as that's injury in a moment, but Matt, what did you think about that whole storytelling that they were doing there with that segment? It was good parts to it. I think any, I know we get on her a lot about Stephanie, you know, uh, uh, emasculating Mick and pretty much everybody else, but I'm sorry until somebody proves me differently. She's still the best you on that show. Her facials to her voice, to everything. Did you see the part when Hunter's like, Mick, Stephanie's a fan of yours. She's the one who wants you here. She's entertained by you. Yeah. She's yeah. going. Yeah. No, like, this, Her this, face this was great. Awesome. awesome. Like, she's so god darn good, but you can't make, make money off of her, can we? Because she doesn't wrestle. But uh, nonetheless, she's she's so good. Um, I thought it was good, the whole the whole segment. I, I don't know if I thought it was good as you guys do, but um, it, it, it I, I want to say it served its purpose. At least let us know that, uh, in my opinion, Seth is not that hurt. He took a legitimate crunch shot to that damn injured knee. If that really is his injured knee, I'm hoping it is. Um, it, and trust me, your knee's banged up, you're not taking that shot. You're not coming anywhere near it. Yeah. Um, you know, but Seth got that pop finally, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And it's been, what, like a month since uh, since he got injured? So, um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was looking, he was looking much better. I, you know, I was almost wondering if uh, uh, they were building the Finn Balor's return and like Finn Balor was going to mm-hmm. come out and then, you know, like change the match to Balor versus Triple H just because like Seth's knee wasn't ready to go. Uh, mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. So uh, it's looking like that's that's going to be the match. I mean, they're they're really pushing it hard. You got the main event segment on the show. So they, they've got to do I, I think they got to do more than just a call out or whatever. They're referring to it, you know, a mm-hmm. few few weeks yeah. ago. It's got to be an actual match. So, and, and he was looking pretty good in there. So I'm sure he'll be able to go in, what, what do we got, three weeks, pretty much? Are there, are there ads out yet? Are there, like, ring truck and then, like, the ad last year that had Charlotte in the middle, you know? Yeah. Is that, is that Re- WrestleMania ad out yet? Yeah. Yeah, the poster is out, and, and Rollins on is on it. Yeah, they're both on it. Well, there you go. That's all that matters. And no Finn Balor, so. Um so it doesn't wait, matter. Let, let me have. double check. Let me double check if Finn Balor's on there. But do you hear what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if Hunter has a match or not. If it's a street fight, it's a call out. Doesn't matter. The, yeah. the, the, the ticket draws that he's on there, and they're advertising him. To, you know, right. people driving by don't know what that means. They don't know if he's being called out, having a street fight, having a real match. They just see Hunter on it. But you know, Raj, your point is is very good with this. Um, where, no, no. <laughs> but no, no, but it's saying that yeah, Balor did the Madison Square Garden show over the weekend. So Balor can wrestle. So if there was any doubt that Rollins wasn't cleared or if it was iffy, I mean, they had a viable baby face they could put in there that would have gotten as big a pop, if not bigger, running in tonight. So, I mean, they want Rollins in this spot, right? 
they wrote it this way. Like, yeah. yeah. Hell yes, they did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the plan from the beginning was uh, Rollins and Triple H. The plan for last year's WrestleMania was Rollins and Triple H for a while until Rollins got injured. So it's definitely the match they want to do. It's uh, he's able to, and it's looking like he is. So I just I wonder about it. I was talking with this Raj before the show. It's like how long until they try and do a work around an injury to the to this length you know what i mean i'm not saying that rollins wasn't injured but it seemed odd that they built it up so much that tonight everyone was shocked when when he showed up a little when he threw the crutch down and started going at it i mean we've the way they've they've sold this and played this has made it seem even we've been talking about the behind the scenes like oh it's really iffy if something's gonna happen to mania tonight that didn't seem iffy that seemed like you know he's good to go physically sure um yeah. he definitely did but trust me, the build up to mania with this minute with with I don't know ten weeks, twelve weeks, you know, they take that very seriously, and they're not yeah. going to just make a fake injury up and assume he's going to be over when he comes back. Yeah, especially the way Seth at the time was not as over. If you remember, he wasn't getting the big baby face reaction. So that was they could they definitely would not have been uh, confident enough to take that risk with him, especially. Plus, they would have done something between Triple H and and. And uh, Seth, you know, oh, yeah. Triple H injury yeah. Seth, not 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 a weird spot with Samoa Joe. That was yeah. accidental. I could see that. Although my conspiracy theory part goes, aha, remember when Rollins came back from his last injury and was treated like a baby face and they squandered that. So what better way than to get it back than with another injury angle? Um, but either way, I was stoked about that segment tonight. I thought that was a great way to end the show. And it absolutely, I mean... Just they they played myself and many other members of the audience like a fiddle with making it seem so hopeless. So Stephanie McMahon, Mick Foley's this broken down old man. Who is going to save us from this terrible authority ruining Monday Night Raw? And then Seth comes in and it was just, I mean, it was great. It was great TV. So I guess Foley's probably back one more week then like to get officially fired next week because they didn't really put the kibosh on him this week, even though... You know, it, it led to that, but you didn't get the uh, you're fired or anything. Yeah, I think they're going to want one last chance to emasculate Mick Foley in this current run. Right. Um, and then what do we think? Do we were thinking Angle? We think it's going to be Kurt Angle? I was thinking that tonight, actually. I was thinking it was going to be him coming out. but Yeah. That also I just thought he'd be fired and it'd be announced that Kurt is the new GM. That's all I thought happening tonight. Yeah. I just don't know if I want to see Kurt emasculated every week by Stephanie. Won't know? happen. Won't happen. I hope not. It will not happen. I, ho- yeah, I hope not. Two no. different methods of who Vince. I'm not going to say anything to bury anybody, but yeah. two di- Vince has two different right. frames of minds with those two different talents. Yeah. Well, we shall see. So, uh, overall, final thoughts on tonight's Raw, Mr. Matt Morgan? Um, I give it a. Because we're this close to Mania, D plus. Raj, I'd give it a, a C just because I thought the uh, the last segment was good. Maybe a C plus, and and I liked uh, Roman Reigns being a trit, you know, a prick with Shawn Michaels. I thought that was pretty good. But other than that, none of the matches I thought were. Uh, oh wait, uh, Owens and Owens and Sammy and uh, Jericho. That that was good. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, two more Raws till Mania. Then it's all, it's all going down. Yeah, it's coming up quick. Yeah. Uh, so they announced uh, Raj, who's getting the Warrior Award this year. Do you have the story on Wrestling Inc.? Yeah. Um, are you familiar with this guy, Matt? Um, that's getting the Warrior Award. 
just to live just this is the topical part of it just the very surface of it when it was when it uh, with a football player yeah yeah uh, eric legrand <laughs> like such a heel yeah eric, eric legrand I mean, I, that, that award doesn't really except for when uh, what's his name the crusher won it that was adorable that was great that was inspiring well, he he was the crusher. You know, he was someone that had an effect on people backstage. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he, and you know, he. Uh, there was more of a wrestling connection. There seems like the last last year there was none at all. This year, there's no, no connection at all. I think that's his, the first time his name has been said on WWE TV. What do you think, Joan London has her warrior statue? Really? What do you think <laughs> that is? <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, do, do, do people at home really think that that thing's sitting on her mantle? <laughs> Come on. Right. I mean, you know what? Like, you know ult- what Ultimate Warrior said in his speech. I don't know if you remember, but in his Hall of Fame speech, the whole thing that he said that they based this award on was having a award for the people that are backstage, that are behind the scenes, that don't get credit. So it's like for the technicians and you know the ring crew and and uh, guys like that, Jim Johnson and the music yeah. guys, you know. And I think that would be a very interesting award to have to yeah, present it. Guys like Pat Patterson, even though he is a Hall of Famer, but all the work that he's done behind the scenes and, and guys like that. That doesn't get clicks. That won't oh, get clicks on your site. It won't. More importantly for WWE, it don't get views on their TV screen or on their network. Or, or people tuning in and coming to the Hall of Fame to see these people get inducted. Although I don't think Joan London is either, but I digress. They think there's a crossover media opportunity there. There's no question about it um, with people like a Joan London and even the Eric Legrand to a degree. Um, you know, he, he will get ESPN coverage and things like that. And, and that's what it always is about, is that damn crossover stuff instead of just saying like what you said. I'd like to see a stagehand get it. I'd like to see the pyro guy get it. I'd like to see, you know... Um, um, Richie and, and Magic get it. That guy, that dude does everything for them. From the boxes that you'd see like Undertaker come out of, to the coffins, to to all the theatrical stuff, that dude was always on top of everything. Yeah, you and know how at, like Yeah, you know how at the Oscars they have like the like a five minute segment where they hand out like ten awards for like, you know, <laughs> technicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you did something like that every year where you got like five guys, you do it quick um, and you know, at least they get noticed. I think that would be something, you know, like Jim Johnson is someone that should be in the Hall of Fame. He did all the, the wrestlers' themes for decades. They're awesome. Um, so there's still a way to make them look, um, um, what's the word? Uh, phil- philanthropic. Yes. Thank phil- you. Philanthropic. Philanthropic. Yes. <laughs> that word is an opportunity to make them look like that. Yeah. They're going to do it with Jim one year at Mania. Just get let Jim give him the budget to assemble a band and just do an evening of Jim Johnston WWE themes performed live in concert. Like, I would go to that. I would pay money, good money for that. I'm sure uh, you would. I know you would. That would be awesome, dude. Come on. <laughs> like, just in concert. That would be cool. He's playing Demolition. Yeah. You know, some yeah, of those. Okay, that's, yeah. Look, <laughs> did you cool. know there's, like, a popular touring act that goes around and does video game music? Wow, like, they play The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Like, and they sell out concert halls playing like Super Mario Brothers and Zelda and Tetris themes, you know, with an orchestra. So you guess what they all have in common? Guess what every single one of them have in common? Not a single one of those goers has seen vaginas since vaginas had them. (laughs) I don't want to hang out with them. How about that? (laughs) All right, real quick, guys. Uh, One thing, Jack Swagger, he was uh, released this week from WWE. He had requested his release, went public with that. Uh, WWE sent us a letter saying 
uh, he might have requested his release, but he didn't get it. And if he gets it, he's got a 90 day. He has a 90 day non compete. So he had been he had booked a, an appearance for Paige's dad. I, I don't know if he thought maybe his non compete was only in the U.S. because non competes have been around for forever. So you can work indies though. I don't understand. Is her, is her dad's TV? Is is it TV there? It's TV. Yeah. Oh, there you go. In Norwich. Yeah, that's competing. <laughs> But even then, you, can you do independence while you're under yeah. the, the 90 days? Yeah. As long as it doesn't go to DVD. Back when I was, you know, released, there was DVD sales and things like that. So I couldn't be on a DVD, but I could wrestle, you know, at some nights of Columbus Hall as long as it wasn't being sold on tape somewhere. Because I remember Cody Rhodes, because like, he had that list, like, and he could not do that, like, start it until uh, he was fully out from their, from their non-compete. So I wonder if his was a little different or... You know. Well, Ring of Honor, he was doing right New Japan. Those were all televised shows. Right, but that was after the non-compete. So he had like this, this uh, he, he posted this list uh, mm-hmm. that he was going to start doing, like and a lot of non-televised indies. But uh, he had to wait till that date. I think it was like last August. And so once August came, then then he started doing them. So, I mean, it's so personal, you know. Yeah, maybe it's different. But non-compete is non-compete. Right. Anything that has to do with any type of TV, that's what it is. And I don't know why he wouldn't be able to wrestle at a nice Columbus in front of 50 people if nobody's televising it. Right. Yeah, that makes no sense. That's not their competition. Right. Um, so, yes, Wagger. Um, yeah. Your thoughts, either of you guys? I mean, he's big dude. Uh, How old is he? I think he's like 33. 33? Yeah. I mean, I was entertained by him back when he was, you know, he's a former heavyweight champion. Yeah. You know, he was. I, I thought he was a guy that they, they kind of got him there pretty early. You know, if you remember, again, that push kind of early. Um, mm-hmm. Very good on ECW. They, they matured him into a good top guy, in my opinion, as far as wrestling in the ring goes when he got to SmackDown. But then they kind of stopped the process of evolving him as far as getting him better opponents and getting him to work with better talent so he could continue that improvement on a main event level, I mean. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's because, again, perception is reality. If he's wrestling a bunch of nobodies all of a sudden out of left field, what's he supposed to do with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I wanted to ask you about this, Raj. So is it true uh, uh, Adam Rose is retiring? That's what he said. Uh, He says this will be his last year in the business. I mean, he's been wrestling since 1995. What? Yeah. Like in uh, South Africa, yeah, South Africa. So he's been around forever before getting his break, and and yeah, so he's been wrestling as Kruger lately. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, I was a senior in high school, and I'm old. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. He started wrestling when he was fifteen, so he was. Yeah, so I think he's younger than you. He's thirty-seven. He yeah. can't be younger than me. Yeah, he was fifteen when he started. So fifteen and ninety-five. And uh, 15, 15, 15. 479, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was a lot older. Yeah, what's your take on this, Raj? Got... Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry, I was saying Rusev also uh just had shoulder surgery, so he's out, which is why he's he had been booked the way he was the, the last few weeks. So, Adam Rose got released after he had some you know domestic uh issues last year went on the indie scene immediately as aldo rose uh got in some trouble i think for putting out his mugshot as a t-shirt he was selling on pro wrestling tees uh for said domestic violence incident and uh i feel like we haven't heard much about him since then 
except now this retirement announcement. Do you think it's just the bookings weren't there? I, I don't know, but there's, and I don't know the guy from Adam, get it? <laughs> um, but I encourage you all to, to I, I got to know a little bit more about him listening. I hate to give him props, but Vince Russo's podcast, um, he interviewed him. And not because of Vince's interviewing skills, of course, but because of, no, I'm joking. Uh, he did a good job, though, with with Adam Rose of getting to know what happened with that situation. Yeah. And, and you'll, you'll see it wasn't really black and white as to what it was being pushed out as to the media. Um, I'm not saying he, what he did was great, but it wasn't really as bad as what we were all led to believe as well. And uh, I just hate to see a guy leave the business and we're talking about that still versus, you know, hey, he had a really good opportunity to come in. They give him this outlandish over the top character. And then they, 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 they dropped the ball with him. He didn't. They did. Yeah. I mean, change his character, change his hair, change his facial features, change his physique even because he used to be jacked as Leo Kruger. Kruger. And uh, all of a sudden he got kind of the party guy body and, and it worked for his character. And he had this cool entrance, all this stuff. I'd like to, I, I just think it's important when a guy goes out, you don't just crap. I'm not saying you guys are, but the the, the thumbnail, the thumbprint be, oh, this is a guy who got arrested and made t shirts and about him being arrested. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I would say, what was it, the ESPN thing they did on <laughs> NXT? I mean, I think talking about his family situation yeah. and all the hardships. Oh, yeah, he was the biggest baby gone. face. That's yeah, all they, if they just showed that on WWE TV, yeah, uh, that piece that they did—that's mm-hmm. more than all that money they put in with the the rosebuds and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic, and I still think it can be done. Uh, just someone's got to get a, you know, get a clue to know how to tell that story. But that's good though, Matt. Thanks for telling me that he's on Vince Russo's podcast. I'll definitely listen to that. I think uh, it's it's weird that. And I think it was the misstep. I think maybe he got some blowback from doing that T-shirt thing that maybe got took some of that goodwill and people were kind of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. But yeah, I feel like I haven't read anything about him now in, you know, God, probably six, 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 uh, to sure. 10 months, except that now he's announced that this is his last year and he's going to be retiring. Well, to wrestling fans, you fall off the earth if you're not wrestling on TV. Yeah. It's just the way it is. What percentage do you think does your money drop each year you're on the indies once you've gotten off of TV? I mean, it's got to be pretty significant, right? Yeah, I would say hmm, it depends if you can get Japanese bookings. You know, overseas pays really well. Yeah. At least I thought it did. Um, But here domestically, you kind of go through the whole former WWE superstar Matt Morgan crap. Um, A year or two, two years as far as you make top money. And then, but by then, you better have a plan set in place to go somewhere else. And not, you cannot rely on Indies here in the States, unfortunately. Maybe now it's different. But when I was doing it, no, I, I hardly did any. If you go back and look, I did most of my stuff overseas. Yeah. So I just wonder, I mean, because I, I'm, I, I'm guessing someone like a Ryback or Cody Rhodes probably has a little more longevity than, uh, than probably a Jack Swagger. But um, it's, it's not that long if you're not, if you're not on TV regularly. I think I think I think it all falls on the same deaf ears after a year or two. You fall off. You're not on TV to these fans. You, I hate to say it, it's true. You fall off the face of the earth. Well, and Matt, you had the benefit. I mean, being you know, or even Cody Rhodes, guys that had their their name, right? I mean, so you didn't have to worry about like, oh, known as Jack Swagger in the WWE. Uh, Like that complicates it a lot when promoting shows. I would think. Yeah. Now the indies will. I know. I noticed they still use their names a lot of times, but or they use the former Jack Swagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until yeah. you get that cease and desist, you know. 
<laughs> That's funny that they sent you a letter, though, Raj, uh, clarifying the Jack Swagger situation, because the, everything in the build up to it made it seem like it was going to be just a really graceful exit, totally on good terms. But then oh, not a letter, an email. An yeah, email. Yeah, 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 no yeah. one sends that, you know, that'll be a whole story by the time I get it. But yeah. something from the teletype, perhaps. Yeah. No, they, they, they didn't do that all the time. So, I mean, which is good. I like it. They, you know, clarify stuff and we keep an open channel. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I think we lost Glenn, but I, I don't know. There he's back, but I, right. that, uh, that's it for this week. No, it's actually plug time. Folks, oh. go out to your publics, local shopping centers, like uh, food stores, any type of food grocery stores, uh, Barnes and Nobles. Get the March issue of Flex. That's this month right now. Uh, it's probably backwards on camera. I hope it's not. No. Um, featuring your boy. The blueprint, Matt Morgan, or as they're calling me in the article, Goliath, because they're calling me the world's largest men's physique competitor ever. Wow. And so awesome. it's a cool story. It's a little bit dated because they did it before I made my comeback to wrestling. So it's talking about me basically changing my physique from being pro wrestler, Matt Morgan, into trying to be a pretty boy with these little midgets going up there and trying to have like abs and super slender waist and compete with these genetic freaks as far as just no fat on the body goes. It's insane. Um, but uh, it's fun, and I'm still planning on doing it. I'm, I'm competing in a show in uh, July, and I'm going to do that and wrestle. Sounds awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So go get that Go get that Flex magazine. Flex magazine. What, what, what month is the issue? March. March, March the March this issue? Month. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check that out. And myself, Glenn, and Court Bauer, former WWE producer Court Bauer, will be on this Wednesday. So make sure to check us out at noon Eastern. Yeah. Be back here to talk about SmackDown Live and see how they do tomorrow night in the build-up to WrestleMania. Uh, see if it's any better. <laughs> cool, guys. So, Matt, great seeing you. We'll see you back here next Monday. And uh, Raj, I'll see you on Wednesday. So until next time, everyone, you can find where to follow us on Twitter, uh, on the show notes on WrestlingInc.com. Subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Leave us a review. And until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Matt? New sign-off. New sign-off. New sign-off. <laughs> oh. New sign-off. Right. Going Attitude Era. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.